Football, baby! time it is it's time for the losing sucks fantasy football podcast my name is dustin blanton along with my co-host travis masterson we've got episode number 38 and as we all know when they give you number 38 travis you don't expect you to make it past training camp (laughs) well here we are we've made it we're still going strong and we've got a bunch of playoff primer action a bunch of landscape news to talk about we've got guys who are overperforming guys who have yet to perform we've got you know a bunch of guys that you know they they're they've outperformed their draft stock obviously at this point and we're going to talk about maybe where we went wrong drafting these guys we've got a lot to cover i'm excited to jump into it first of all travis sad sad news i have been eliminated from our home league oh my gosh you're gonna start with that I want to get it out of the way. I want to get it out of the way because you know what? It, it hurts. Are you trying to get it out of the way so it won't be brought up again? Because that's not the case. Yeah, I feel like if we bring it up at the top <laughs> of the show, we don't have to talk about it ever again. We can just like, all right, boom, you mean, bam. You mean four minutes from now when you bring up possible league winners named Elijah Mitchell, you won't yeah. be reminded that you traded him away. You know what? I'm happy he's in the dance. I'm happy he's getting to do what he's doing. All right, look, I, I I appreciate that. You you were happy that Dalvin Cook was able to get his first ring last year in a similar trade to yours truly. Yeah. How quickly you forget that these running backs are very important and Michael Thomas may not be. Yeah. However, yeah. jersey number 38, like you said, um, if you're given a 38, you're going to likely be on episode five of Hard Knocks <laughs> yeah. where... It's an empty locker room, and there's three guys in there hoping that they don't get called in, right? Or they, somebody gets yeah. called in from home. It's just, it's a sad show. Thirty eights. We we feel for you out there. Some assistant coaches telling you to keep working hard. Like keep, hey man, stay working hard. Hey, keep working out. Hey, okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna call you. We're gonna call you. Okay, we're gonna need you. And then when we do, we'll tell you that we're also calling Adrian Peterson, and he will get the job, and you won't. <laughs> In twenty in twenty thirty, imagine going to to like a like a I don't know like a what do they call it a tryout. Imagine going to like a, a workout with a guy, and then your dad drops you off at the tryout. He's like, "Hey, Adrian Peterson, I went to high school with that guy." And then he's you know, taking your he job. He's taking your job. There's some record that play. he's close to getting that he refuses to not chase, and I appreciate it. But he could play for twenty teams before he gets there. But he he is determined to yeah. get there. Oh, for sure. All right, what happened this this week? There's some landscape changes in the league, and you know them better than anybody, so teach us. Oh, for sure, man. I'm excited to talk about this stuff. This this is the nitty-gritty of the fantasy season. This is where it all comes down to how you've prepared, how you've positioned yourself. Did you did you look ahead three weeks and see that these guys had good week, good matchups? Did you look at bye weeks? Because now we've got four teams on bye. We've got the New England Patriots. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got the Indianapolis Colts. And then, of course, some team in Miami. All four teams are on bye. I feel so it's- late. 
It does. Like you, you know need what? these guys, and now you want right. to go on by when I'm in a yeah. must-win. A lot of teams right now, Travis. There, there are other leagues where the playoffs start this week. You know, and yeah. you're without you're without Jonathan Taylor. You're going to tell me you're starting the playoffs and Jonathan Taylor's on by? What is going on? If I you just, have Jonathan Taylor, likely uh, you don't. You're not really caring about this week. No, well, hopefully you're already in. Could you? Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we have a yeah, team. Yeah, maybe not. But that, it, it's very, uh, it's very inconvenient. Yeah, it's it takes a special team to. Oh yeah, that's a good point. No, go ahead and finish that. There's a team in our league that has Jonathan Taylor on by, and he's playing against somebody. Yeah, uh, he's got Jonathan Taylor on by, and he happens to be facing Travis because Travis is the luckiest person <laughs> on the face of the earth. And it just it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like I I went back and looked at the scores for this this year, Travis. You know you won two games, where uh, if a guy would have probably started any wide receiver, they didn't play a player, which is awful. You would have lost two of those games. Who had the most points scored against them in the league? Do you know the answer to that? I don't. I don't know the the answer. It's to that. me. So I don't want to hear it. Good. Good. That's what we like to hear. That means we faced all the adversity we could possibly face all year long, and now we're ready yep. to go. Get it all out. Get it all out. You've got some good – you know what? We, we brought up Elijah, okay, as being a, a league winner. Um, because right now it's that point of the season. You know, I talked about coming in the playoffs. Everyone knows it's the playoffs. But you're looking at these guys. You know, a couple years ago it was if you had Deion Lewis, it didn't matter if the other guy had Christian McCaffrey because Deion Lewis was putting up those types of numbers, oddly enough – in those games. Um, yeah. This year, though, looking at who it could be this year, you know, I've I've rung the bell for Tony Pollard all season. Like, that's not a shocker. That's no surprise. It's no secret. I think Tony Pollard is going to start getting more run. He's just been super efficient. And on that offense, they haven't been playing super well lately. And, yeah, sure, he, he saved his, you know, his game with a 58-yard touchdown. I, look, I, am I am I going too far with the the fanboy for Pollard right now? No. Okay, good. I, I I'm glad you agree. I think you were eight weeks ago. I believe. But at this point, I think <laughs> there's one thing in in looking ahead and being ready for the future when it gets here. The point in which you started that Tony Pollard argument was a little early, but here we are, and you are right. I think. The Cowboys, as they keep winning games, which they did this past weekend, yes, sir, and they should, they should probably win out. Um, Hopefully, I think they will be forced. They'll be forced to rest Zeke a little bit, like you've been saying for the last two weeks. As they shut Zeke down, give him maybe the first quarter, maybe a, some second quarter, and then he hangs out on the sideline. Tony Pollard should see a lot of work for sure, and they've got some important games coming up. Elijah Mitchell, like I said, he he just gets a ton of volume. He's got he's a little bit banged up with that concussion. They have nobody else. They worked out three running backs today. So Jeff Jeff Wilson's not good injury wise right now. Hasty's still not ready. Debo's out. It's Ayuk, Kittle, and Mitchell, and that is it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You bring up Ayuk, and this dude, I'm excited about Ayuk. I'm. The 49ers, we've already talked about it in, in previous episodes, how nice their schedule is for the playoffs. But Ayuk, man, just to spend a couple seconds on Ayuk. 
in three of his last five games, he has either 90 yards or 80 plus in a touchdown. Like, and, and Debo hasn't been out that long. He's been out. I, I think he only right. missed a game so far. Ayuk. I had a good second half yeah, of the year and, for sure. He's somebody that if you could pair with him, pair him with Mitchell, that'd be a nice combo in a home league. Yeah, that would. I don't know of anyone that does that. I don't know of anyone that has that. So <laughs> this uh, is getting ridiculous. <laughs> just, I hate myself a little bit more and more each day for giving you Mitchell. But you know what? At least I got to say I played fantasy this year, so that's fun to say. I, I you you've made a lot of right calls though, and I you yeah. I think you were you were on the side of don't panic, don't panic, oh, sure. don't panic. And because the talent is there. And what we saw last year was like plenty of usage, plenty of highlight plays. It was always going to happen. It was just a matter of time. Um, what about Joe Mixon? Are you worried about this injury? He came back in and scored. So I I, I don't want to be worried about Mixon. I did grab P. Ryan. Luckily, he was there just in case I should have had him a while ago. But Mixon has been a top five back so far this year. Do you think he continues that down the stretch? I think, he, yeah, I think he's going to be okay. Um, you know, the running back position gets banged up. Um, now, he missed some touches. Yes, Samaj P. Ren had to come in there and take some extended work, but that's not what Brief I'm Brief panic exactly. in the community. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled an old Dalvin Cook, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you got to freak out. Um, but, no, I'm not worried about Joe Mixon going forward. You know, maybe they mitigate some risk, and you know, Samaj Piran takes on a little bit more work. I don't, I don't see him taking on a meaningful role, though. Um, obviously, it goes without saying, stash Piran if you have Mixon. We're probably three weeks too late on that. Maybe not, though. In in both of my home leagues, he was there. It's it's worth it's worth a check. Sure. I, hey, uh, if he's still out there, if he's still out there, go pick him up. Uh, you can't afford not. You don't need that fifth receiver, okay? You don't. You don't need that other team. You don't need Jeff Wilson on your on your roster if you don't have. Honestly, you don't. You probably don't need Jeff Wilson on your roster regardless. Or um, Rashad Bateman. You don't. Yeah, you don't. Well, that's that's take. No, why and this isn't. No, that? this that's, isn't. This isn't a. Uh, you're probably right. This is not a joking you're, like a a poke at you. I had somebody ask on Twitter, "Am I okay dropping?" Rashad Bateman for a defense in week 15 or 16. Yes. And I yes. said, absolutely. 100%. You're you're not going to start Bateman. He is unplayable at this point. He is Robbie Anderson. You're not playing either of them. I hate to say it. I hate to say it about Bateman. Uh, be, look, it, I'm not going to say – it's not an overreaction about Bateman to say, oh, well, you don't want to jump ship. No, right now you can't afford – you can't afford, especially going into the playoffs, if you see a rookie – go from establishing himself to now he gets a target and he's not used in that game. Unless news comes out that he's injured, which, again, you're probably not going to want to touch him anyway. I'm as big of a fan as I am of Rashad Bateman. You can't afford it. So, yeah, drop Bateman if you need to. Here's another guy. Pick up a defense. Another guy like Bateman. And this is credit to Patrick Pucci. Pucci like Gucci. Oh, yeah. I like that. Patrick Gucci. Michael Gallup. You're, you're okay to cut Michael Gallup. I know it's a sexy mm. name, especially if you listen to our podcast. It's like, oh, I recognize that name. That name means somebody's getting their legs mm. shaved. But he and Bateman are both guys that I would cut immediately for a strong week 15 or yeah, 16 Yeah, when you get into the playoffs, it's tough to make those decisions. Again, everything is in context. So who is available? 
expand on that a bit. In what situation would you would you hang on so, to Bateman or Gallup? How, how how deep of a league are we talking here? Bateman, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because he he was making a case to get you know getting better and better. Um, like I said, I said context matters. If you've got guys that are available on the waiver wire, if you've got you know maybe you've got a deeper or a shallower league, and you know what, if a guy like Hunter Renfro is still out there, um, if I'm trying to think of of other names uh, off the top of my head. Um, you know, maybe you've got an Emmanuel Sanders or something like that, something crazy like that, that, you know, these valuable pieces are still out there. Um, then yeah, get rid of Bateman and grab that defense. I'm thinking these are two guys that are lesser than Renfro that will be out on your waiver wire. Most likely if you're in a 12 team league. Okay. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Okay. Yeah. I would prefer him to Bateman and Gallup. For sure. Um, I don't know about Gallup. Uh, just because again, that offense, he's the two in green Bay. I mean, it's when he's healthy and Devontae's on the other side, demanding what he does. MVS is good for one or two deep shots. And I think his floor is 50 yards. Hmm. I don't know. He's got a ceiling of 120, 130 sure. in a score. I mean, you could do worse. Whereas Michael Gallup, I mean, but behind Zeke and, and Pollard, they're, they're a run right first team right now. They are in Dallas. Whether whether it's Tony or Zeke, whoever it is, they're run first. And then after that you got C D, Amari, Schultz, and then Gallup. And then right when you're like, yeah. Oh, it's Gallup's turn, Again, it's Noah yeah, Brown. It's, Noah Brown. I, I think I I'll stick with context matters. Who is who is available on the waiver wire? You know, if you're in a deeper league and look, if it comes down to you've got some great options on your roster and Michael Gallup's the low man on the totem pole, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say like, okay, if you've got Sammy Watkins and Michael Gallup on your roster, who are you picking? Personally, I'm keeping Gallup um, because here's a sneaky one for you. Okay. This is very deep. Okay. Josh Reynolds. No, I'm still, I, look, I'm, I'm sticking with Gallup there. Uh, okay. Because yeah. What about Reynolds or Bateman? Hmm. Reynolds coming off back-to-back games yeah. at five or gotta, more targets, uh, 70 yards, and got I a touchdown. Go Reynolds. He's the number one yeah, in Detroit. I got to go Reynolds. Uh, that's, that's really that's, – that's, doesn't feel great, but that's where I'm sticking. It's a nice you deep know, shot call um, right there. We're talking about these kind of fringe guys, but one guy that I want to talk about, though, isn't so much fringe, but there's some question marks. He's a guy that's been a, a superstar in the past. Um, the question I'm going to ask you, Travis, do you feel right now – in his current state, do you feel like you can rely on DeAndre Hopkins? Um, he he hasn't gone over Man. 100 yards this year. He's facing Ramsey against the Rams. Like I said, some teams, you know, in, in one of my dynasty leagues, you've got the playoffs starting this week. Um, what what do you think? There, I I'm trying to find another option. You know how I yeah, feel about and, anybody going against Ramsey. The only person that we saw torch Ramsey is Devontae yeah. Adams. And he's fully healthy, and he is a ridiculous route runner in his absolute prime of route running right now. Whereas DeAndre Hopkins on a sore ankle is is not Mm -hmm. the... Oh, has it been hamstring? Okay, so yeah, I mean, I'm not... Obviously, the question is not DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae (laughs) Adams. But if you are deciding between... Let's say Josh Reynolds oh. or uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, not Josh Reynolds. Um, um, 
That's tough. Van I think, Jefferson. You know me. I'm still going to have to go D-Hop. Okay. Okay, let's transition to a guy like Darnell Mooney then. Oh, that's tough. Against against Green Bay, I, I hate the Bears' offense, but Darnell Mooney is the one there. Honestly, I'd still have to go D-Hop. Um, this is where my mind goes, and this might be yeah. a stretch. But if Allen okay. Robinson plays, I think Mooney has a better day <coughs> against Green Bay. Yeah, I mean that's that's not hard to say. I mean, I think he of, needs to take the one away. I think Darnell Mooney is the one. I at this point, I don't even with Robinson healthy. You think he he draws the number yeah, one cornerback? Hundred percent. Yes. Oh I do. wow. Okay. Yes, I do. He's 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 been the one all season. I think they'd be crazy not to throw it at him. Um, no, no, I'm saying, do you think he draws the number one corner from Green yeah, Bay? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, oh, yeah. Okay. I think you'd be crazy not to put your number one corner on Mooney. Robinson has been nothing this year. Yeah. Uh, not that he's a bad player, but they no quarterback has rhythm with him right now. Um, and he's he's banged up right now. So, yeah, I would go Mooney over him. Uh, I mean, uh, that's just, that's just kind of where I would land on him. Darnell Mooney, I mean, geez. Mooney, you would still go Hopkins. Games. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go Hopkins, but that's not diminishing Mooney. He's got 120 yards in two of his last three games. You know. Yeah, I would take uh, Mooney over Hopkins. He's, I, I don't want any part of really? Ramsey. Yeah, you know, it's just I don't know, man. I don't trust the Bears. That if Hopkins were to throw up an eight against yeah. Jalen Ramsey, you'd be like, oh yeah, I mean that was expected. Sure. Like th- that's what's going to happen. It's well, always happened. Ramsey isn't shadowing. Like Ramsey hasn't been shadowing this year, so I it's possible. That's true. It, they have been playing different recently. DeAndre Hopkins could, you know, uh gain more volume. Look, I'm not sitting here saying that if you choose Darnell Mooney over DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not sitting here saying that you're crazy. Like honestly, it's a tough decision. You're not crazy, your team Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> I don't know, man. You could probably talk me into starting Mooney over Hopkins. I want to see how this week plays out i want to see how hop uh, hop is feeling but yeah I, I could i could definitely see mooney in that i just i all right we're gonna update our takes on this on the friday yeah, when, release when we, yeah when we come out later this week, that's gonna be a question to monitor because mooney also someone to monitor as he has a nice schedule coming up he has minnesota this week uh or, i'm sorry he has green bay this week and then he has minnesota and seattle so friendly friendly I matchup coming up um one last guy i want to compare um with hopkins though would you start DeAndre Hopkins or Cortland Sutton? Mm, who does Denver have? Um, they have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but who's their matchup? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna stick with the quarterback, and I want you to. Uh, tell they me. play Detroit. I'll go Cortland Sutton. Okay, I look. I'm still taking. I'm still taking DeAndre Hopkins there because Cortland Sutton. The only thing he's been good for lately is breaking your heart, breaking your dang heart, Travis. If I told you. Through the first six games of the season, that there was a wide receiver who had 470 yards, was averaging nearly nine targets a game, and has caught two touchdowns. Is that a guy that you would want on your team? Uh, absolutely. That sounds like a sell yeah. high. <laughs> yeah. It, you would think. You would think. And kudos to those not to be named on this show. Almost like uh, almost like a sell high for Joe Mixon. Oh goodness. Well, that guy, that Cortland Sutton guy, hasn't had more than two receptions since week seven, Travis. He hasn't. Yeah. He, 
What happened to this guy? That's a hard one. I might have to go. I might have to go Hopkins on that one. I, I'll well, follow up now, on that. I'll do some digging for the Friday show. The, I will ca- caveat on this one: the the Denver Broncos get the Lions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The matchup is is favorable to Sutton. It's he great, did have six targets last you, week, so they could get are you right. Trusting him though? No, no, trust, I'm not like, trusting it, either one of them. But yeah, it will be a decision it, that we had to talk this about. Could be a decision that people have. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cortland Sutton, oh, goodness. I, I would have a hard time putting him in my lineup. He's been hurting you. If you're still relevant, it, it hurts. Yeah, I'd probably, probably go Hopkins there. Let's move into some other guys that maybe broke your heart or took your breath away, Travis. Uh, who do you have and what did they do to you? Let's do some heartbreakers because I like to get those out of the way and then kind of flush that. Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. When I say those three names, you think Ooh, yeah. 30 30 30 yes um and you're drafting those guys in the third fourth fifth round Mm. all three of them in week 13 when you need them went under 15 points that is just not what you can afford to have from your stud quarterbacks at the price you paid for them um and you're you got a playoff spot on the line you need your top five six guys that you paid for to show up they did not it probably cost some people some matchups. I know I got lucky to get a couple wins, like you were saying, early on in the season to allow for some bad games from Mahomes. But they got to turn it around, man. He and Kelsey are just yeah. killing me right now. He keeps teasing me with these games. He'll have a big blow-up game, and then the next game he'll be like, I'm done playing great. You know, I watched every snap of that Chiefs game, and again, it hits Tyreek on the hands and goes right into the cornerback's hands. If he catches that ball on that crossing route, it's a 70 yard touchdown. There was nobody on that side. So something that small is the difference in a 15 point day and a 25 point day. It's massive because that takes another six or seven minutes off the clock. When Mahomes is on the sideline, instead of a 70 yard touchdown, those are huge plays. So I just you have to have faith in those guys. You're not going to start anybody over them. It's just really it's breaking your heart right now. DK Metcalf makes it a fourth single digit game in a row. I have zero shares of Metcalf. I love when Seattle loses. We both do. Does he owe Russell Wilson money? Like is there is there something going on? I think he needs to get rid of the the blue hair. It's not working out. Maybe. Or or call Geno Smith, tell him to put a hit out on Russell. Oh, man. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase makes it three out of four games in single digits. So these are some big names, explosive plague athletes. It's killing people right now. Yeah. And he got you a lot of wins. He really contributed it, to you probably yeah. going five and one or or six and two, something like that. But he's he's been it's so those, quiet. It's, it's one of those tough things where you can't take him out of your lineup. You can't, like you cannot, because you know what? The second you do, it takes one play. He has 180 yards and two touchdowns. Like that's that's what'll happen. Jamar Chase is too good yep. to take out. You just kind of have to take the good with the bad, and you're you're gonna have to live with it. Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Joe Mixon, and Zeke Elliott all go single digits for you with the last two in Mixon and Zeke. Mm. Now playing through some nagging injuries. We already said we think Mixon will be fine. He came right back out of the tent and went back in and scored. Zeke 
not so right. much. He looks very hobbled. I'm very he worried. I have him in a couple leagues where I think it's going to be a slow death as we start the playoffs. I am in, thanks to him. Slow death. He is one of the few guys at running back that was drafted in the top 10 that has given you top 10 numbers, even through 13 weeks. So he's contributed to your success, but it's going to hurt as he contributes to your failure now. Um, yeah, for sure. Last two points for some heartbreakers. This is oh. unbelievable. I know as a Kyle Pitts, huge fan of yourself. Six oh. single-digit games in a row for Kyle Pitts, making it 10 out of 12 he's gone single digits. That leaves two double-digit days in 2021. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. WTF, Dustin. 45 days since he saw since he has put up a double-digit game. Man, this, 45 you know days. Do you yeah. even remember anything from 45 days ago? <laughs> We ha- I was happy. I was happy then. <laughs> I had a chance in my fantasy league. Uh, look, Kyle Pitts, I feel like we, me and you talked about this. We, we kind of went through, look, where did I go wrong? And the truth is, I don't necessarily feel like I went wrong. No, no. The um, process is right. The process is sound. You look at his targets. You look at his volume. It's all there. Like, his yards are there. You know what's missing? As is as any time there's a successful tight end what's the one thing you need uh one previous year of nfl experience under your belt oh my goodness (laughs) this guy dustin you know what i went back and forth on twitter with people about this before the season and i said 40 years of data there has been Mm -hmm. one tight end that's a rookie to go over a thousand yards mike ditka one time yeah but he's on a 16 game pace for 961 yards like i yeah so that's his absolute ceiling that that's That's what's scary ceiling that's not his ceiling (laughs) he's hitting the rookie tight end ceiling look man i yeah it was rough it's been rough the process is right the process in kyle pitts is right if is right but what, however, like even if it's here? right, are you willing to say you'll never draft a rookie tight end again? That's hard to say. They're not all like Kyle Pitts. Well, you could say yeah because Kyle Pitts could ne- is never going to be a rookie again, and you're going to draft him every year from now on. So sure. <laughs> yeah, unless I have like unless there's another Kyle Pitts out there, which again, it's tough to say. I don't think I would draft him in the fourth round again. Okay, that's that's all I'm saying. Um, even that's tough to say because again. Right now, it, look, if he has the same amount of touchdowns as Travis Kelsey does, then it's a different story. Kyle Pitts is absolutely worth the cost. He's been a great tight end, blah, blah, blah. But Kyle Pitts hasn't paid off. It's unfortunate. Um, Going to be great. I have to secede. I have to cede the point to, to Travis. Yes, the rookie tight end didn't work out. Not yet. You um, still have some not, weeks if he goes off in the got, next three weeks. Got, he, you know, he gives us three of five remaining weeks with 100 yards. He could take the all-time record. All right, who broke your heart? I mean, not broke my heart. No, no. Who who took your breath away? We already did that part. Right. Well, honestly, Kyler Murray coming back just absolutely astonished me. I you love to see. I it. love to see it. Quarterback one week, you know. Even the, he look. He only these are the weeks I love to see. He only throws for a hundred and what one hundred and twenty-three yards. It look. I think, and 
he still scored 30 points because he had the two rushing touchdowns. He had a passing right. touchdown. You know, that's what you want from Kyler Murray. Where has it been all season? Like, why? <laughs> James Conner scored again. Yeah. Good for you, Conner. Oh. <laughs> He's a top 10 running back. <laughs> it's so it's stupid. It you know what it is? It's stupid. Someone tried to there was just a trade in my fan in my dynasty league. Someone just gave up their entire future. They're not in they're not in competition, but they traded for James Conner and Devontae Adams. Like they gave up two full years worth of draft picks for two of these guys. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like James Conner is good this year. Okay, he is like you said. We've said it all year long. It's probably it. Maybe one more. He's 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 going to he's going to get like 15, 16 touchdowns this year. It's ridiculous. He might already be there. Like Yeah, he's going to he he, might, he could hit 20. It's just ridiculous. Can you imagine? Look, let's go back to the offseason when James Conner was a, a free agent and everyone was talking him out of the league. If I were to tell you that that guy has 20 touchdowns this year, I'm getting laughed out of wherever, whatever room I'm in. But here <laughs> he has 14 we are. right now. Here we are. Yeah, so Kyler Murray took my breath away, and James Conner still is a gut punch every time I face him. How about Justin Herbert, though? Championship. Holy deep shot. He was somebody that we said early in the preseason that we think somebody who's finished outside the top six or seven that we think yeah. has a chance to finish inside the top three. That was, He was in that episode, and he went top three this week, and he's now overall QB2. So yeah, that was a good call by us. Unfortunately, I only have him in one league, but... Man, I love watching that offense. When he, when they're clicking, like Eckler's so fun to root for. Keenan Allen is a for freaking sure. dog. And when Herbert is balling out, he's just a big smile on his face. Yeah. I love the Chargers, man. I really do. I wish they had it's a better a, fan base at home. Yeah, I I wish yeah, I wish they had the kind of fan base that like I don't know, the Bears have. You know, we're loyal. We're a loyal bunch. <laughs> they are. Justin Herbert, that's going to be fun. I hope I hope Keenan Allen plays. Um, T. Higgins is he the alpha there now? Well, I hate I hate the word alpha. Is he the number one option for Joe Burrow right now? Um, for the rest of the regular or for the rest of the fantasy season, do you think so? Rest of the season, uh, it's hard to say, man, because I still think Jamar Chase is going to bounce back. I think he's going to have some big games. I don't think T. Higgins like T. Higgins. We talked about it. Before the season, how T. Higgins was back to back top five. So, and we knew he could do this. Like this is this should be no surprise to people. The dude is good at football. Um, it it yeah, could be look. It's a it's a copycat league. They might go back to you know seeing you know defenses might go back to seeing okay how do we take T. Higgins away? And once they do that, the game that they decide to take T. Higgins away, Jamar Chase is right there waiting for the ball. So. Jamar Chase, no. You, uh, we said you can't take him out of your lineup. Where'd Chase go to college? He went to LSU. Much like Justin Jefferson. That was a stupid good offense in college. <laughs> Can you imagine? Look, we all know how good Justin Jefferson is. With Clyde back there and Burrow. We know how good Justin Jefferson is. He wasn't even the best wide receiver on that team. And it's just yeah, so they're stupid filthy. good. But yeah, how about the, the position... First of all, how stupid do I look saying, well, this isn't going to be a good week for Justin Jefferson? <laughs> he's, 
yeah, number Thielen, one overall probably receiver. Keep him down. <laughs> he got hurt though. I mean, you can't predict that. Right. Yeah. But Justin Jefferson, 180 some odd yards. Whew. Over 30 in two of the last three. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. The dude has a has one single so, digit game so good. this season. The dude is just so good. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to draft him somewhere next year. Just consistency everywhere. He's what I wanted Stephon Diggs to be. The next guy is a receiver that I've taken everywhere. I think I have him in I think I have him in twelve or fourteen leagues. I'm so jealous that you, look, great, great pick by you this year. We are just like victory circling each other right now, but like great pick by you for Deontay Johnson. Like He's a volume king, man. I looked back at some some further some really far back episodes, our mock drafts even from like eight and episode eight and nine. Yeah. And we went back and forth between Claypool versus Deontay and who likes who and when are you taking him? And I was big into Claypool. And Claypool is a freak athlete. It's just when you watch Deontay Johnson, he is unguardable. He's so quick, I man. I didn't give him enough credit. I really didn't. And it had nothing to do with the drops. I just I, I fell in love with Claypool. And looking back, uh, Deontay Johnson just like it all makes so much sense with uh, Ben having to throw it quick and throwing it short and Deontay Johnson just you can't touch him. Uh, he just it all makes sense. Yeah. And now him getting, you know, 10 targets a game. It just my goodness. What a a match made in heaven this season. He's as safe as it comes right yeah, now. He's, he, he should be on every in every starting lineup, um, I would think, moving forward. Okay, let's let's do these last three victory laps because that's what we're doing. I We might change yeah. our name of our show to that. But <laughs> yeah, victory lap. <laughs> when it's great. working, look, when it's working and you spend the majority of your research and your show on certain guys and they continue to produce – it's okay yep. to say you're doing something right. Absolutely. And Hunter Renfro, in particular, is somebody that we've been on for so long now. Specifically, I mean, verbatim, we have said, we do not see him going under 10 targets in any game the rest of the way, and he will be a top 15 to 20 receiver, especially in PPR, when Waller's out. How many targets? Boom. This week, 10 Good for wide receiver 15. Cha-ching. This dude is, he, he walks into the stadium and walks out every week with a top 15 to 20 performance. So Yeah, he's an ATM, man. Hunter Info needs to be in your lineup no matter what. How about Javante Williams this week, Travis? I know you've been Beast waiting for this. Mode. You've been waiting for this. I don't. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> I, I've been. I look. I love Javante. I, I hate that I gave him to you as well. Um, I'll have the entire offseason to lament the trades that I made. But let's stay focused on just what a man this man was against the Chiefs. Taking on contact, moving forward, you just couldn't bring him down. I I really feel like. If they were, if they would have played more, you know, if the if the game would have been extended, the Broncos would have won. I feel like, uh, just just go back and and revamp the game plan to just give Javante the ball because they had no answer for when he ran. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed like five, six yards, nine yards every single time he touched it. 
this guy is going to be so, so fun to watch moving forward. And he looks different when you watch the game. Yeah. It's like, oh, there, that guy has something that nobody else on this field has. It's, it, it, he's special. Like you do with Tyreek with his speed. You say, wow, nobody else has that. Yeah, this guy's bounce. When Javante Williams is running the ball, I'm like, what is it about him that people cannot tackle? He's just so strong, man. Too strong. It's it's crazy. Man, what a week for him. And then you've got Antonio Gibson. Where has Your boy. he been all year? <laughs> 28 touches again. Why are we just now seeing this? Why, why is Jamie <laughs> McKissick a thing? Why? Why? I just... 28 touches. He's RB6. Good for you. The good thing for you is you got he and McKissick. Oh, yeah. I'm super happy about that. <laughs> but it just, it, the end of this year has been so frustrating just because, like, guys finally started to come on. We, my, my fantasy team just could never get things on the same page. If, if, if Stefan Diggs had a breakout you game, you needed one more week. I really did. I really one did. more it, week, and you would have run the table. It's unfortunate, but here we are uh lessons learned i'll be back next year but gibson's in for a fun finish if you have him on your team that this is going to be a nice nice uh playoff run that he'll be on on your roster so hopefully hopefully you're in a position to to utilize that have fun with that um just ride it out that's going to be good especially with the workhorse load he's getting let's move on now from our victory laps to one of my favorite new segments for the show, the unbelievable performance of the week. This honor is bestowed upon this week to one Mac freaking Jones in a game where Buffalo had <laughs> what the hell in, was that? Yeah, this whole game, Buffalo had zero sacks, but Mr. Mac Jones found himself running five times with a long run of four yards. He ended up with a total of negative three yards rushing. He threw the ball. He threw the ball less times than he ran the ball. (laughs) He threw it three times, Travis, and he won the game. It sounds so fake. I can only imagine the conversation before. He's like, all right, uh... Say, coach, can we go over some of my favorite pass plays? But I'll just like, we're not gonna need him. We're not gonna need him. <laughs> like, no, I want to go out there and win you the game. He's like, no, no, you'll you'll be on the field. Just just try not to try not to do too much. I don't know what Did it was. Did you see Matthew Judon's interview? Oh yeah, talking about how you know he's congratulating everyone, you know, except for <laughs> Mac. Because everybody did such anything. a great job out there, I, except for Matt, because he didn't really do anything. I just want to, I just want to tell, because I was one of the benefactors of this performance. I came into the game and I'm, uh, I, I saw the weather report. I'm like, man, because I, I'm, you know, approaching the playoffs. This is the first year, my one of my dynasty leagues, and I'm relevant in the playoffs. And I'm facing a team. You know, going into it, I'm only up by four points, and he, I've got Jacoby Myers who did nothing, and he has. Mac Jones. And I'm thinking, I'm going to lose this game because no way a wide receiver outscores <laughs> a quarterback. I'm only up by four. And lo and behold, no, the wide receiver did not outscore the quarterback. But the quarterback scored less than four points. He scored one and a half <laughs> points. And I won the match. It's just, oh, you love to see it. You just love to see it. 
Unbelievable. So, unbelievable performance of the week. Mac Jones, congratulations on the first ever uh, one of many, I'm sure. Take it home, buddy. This one belongs to you. <laughs> congratulations, McCorkle. What else we got for the people? What else we have? Uh, we'll, we'll finish this up with a bit of a conceptual conversation here. Okay. Um, I want to pick your brain now that we have 13 weeks under the belt. Someone call that a season. Let me give you a couple stats and then see. Let me see. Yeah, some would. Uh, let me let me see where you stand on this take. Six of the top 10 running backs mm-hmm. through 13 weeks were drafted in the second round or later. Three of the top 10 were drafted outside of the seventh round or seventh round or later. Ooh. All three of those 10 were or all three of those three were drafted outside of the top 30 running backs. Yeah. So that is I mean that's pretty crazy when you think about how important people make running back in draft season, myself included. Yeah. I mean you and I both, we I we can probably find hours of text messages back and mm-hmm. forth of oh right. yeah, I'm I'm doing a mock now of our league. I'm going running back. If you don't go running back, you're absolutely screwed. You got to go running back, running back to start. I mean, all of it. It really wasn't. Weeks on weeks on weeks of doing mocks. And every time we say it works out horribly for you if you don't go running back twice. That's not the case this year. And it's probably not been the case for the last five years. It just feels like every year after five or six months of no football, it feels like, all right, here we go. Let's look at what we're going to do. Oh, running back. Yeah, you've got to have running backs every year. Because that typically is where all the, the conversation goes. Like, oh, this guy's got new opportunity. This offense should be better. You know, this guy's going to catch more passes. Right. You know, we forget that there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of, you know, if you – heck, where did Christian McCaffrey finish? If you drafted him, you know, obviously one, 101, you probably are having a bad time. So – I it this is like this is honestly the the conversation that gets a lot of the the zero RB strategist out there. Um, yeah, that's that's who I want to reach out to here and, and see how they feel about it. Of course, they're going to be happy with this year. Well, because you had guys come out this year where you know AJ Dillon, you know, made a huge name for himself. That's you a know? perfect example. So the guy in our league who we both said a few weeks ago, this guy's team is the best team in the league. Yep, he went Devontae Adams. Tyree yep. Kill at the turn, mm-hmm. and then when it came back, went Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and then he did. landed, he James landed Robinson. James Robinson in the fifth. Oh no, he got Mark Andrews in the fifth. Yep, to go with James Robinson and AJ Dillon, and we're like, "This guy's unbeatable." He he made no moves all year. If yeah, he makes, crazy. if he's us, like if it's you or I, and we go those four receivers, we make moves for a couple running backs. We're unbeatable. So I'm I'm seriously considering experimenting with that in at least one or two home leagues to go three or four receivers and just figure out running back. Yeah, it you know, you have to play the waiver wire. Again, these these are fun conceptual conversations. It's it's building rosters. Obviously the it's a long season. No one's predicting, you know, a Cordero Patterson coming out, but if you did, if you were able to foresee that coming, that that changes the whole landscape of your your team of your season. If you hit Cordell Patterson this year, what a surprise that is to have a top running back option yeah. in your wide receiver slot. You know, 
So or Debo. I mean, Debo was Debo and and Patterson are the two of oh, the yeah. top ten receivers that were drafted. Eight of them were drafted mm-hmm. in the first six rounds. So that's a little bit more predictability as far as your stud right. receivers are going to be your stud receivers. Now you do have injuries with McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Henry, Chubb being hurt. You do have injuries that affect the running back position, but that kind of comes with that position as well. I mean, there's risk when you're when you're thinking of going running backs. Yeah, so heavy. It, these are things that we're going to continue to talk about, though. We're going to continue to learn from. Um, I'm I'm excited to talk about this in the off season. Get get back into the the research. Why, how, what we've learned. Of course, this is the first season of the Losing Sucks podcast, so this is all everyone's gotten to kind of listen to us, learn with us, and. I think honestly, it's going to make the show even better. One thing we've learned is that it's important to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is just not <laughs> draft the injured players. Um, just or yeah, or trade for the ones that are currently hurt that actually aren't coming uh, back. Yeah, it just. I'm never doing that again. I'm never look. These are things that we're going to bring up in the off season. I, I want to devote an episode. To I know we're going to like make a list of uh, what we learned this year. I'm never drafting a player like oh he'll come back from injury. Never again. Never again. Um, with that being said, I can't yeah. wait to see Cam Akers. Um, but it sounds like that's going <laughs> to do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Travis, to everyone who's listening and made it this far, thank you so much. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. You know, Drop some likes. If you would, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let us know what you think, what you think we could do better, maybe what you'd like to hear. Thank you so much for your support. It really, truly means the world to us. Good luck approaching the fantasy playoffs. We'll be back later this week to give you a breakdown of week 14 and what that has in store. With that being said, talk to you guys soon. Have a good week. Losing sucks. Don't do it.